0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're gonna talk about something a little lighter than massive antitrust lawsuits and litigation. We're gonna talk about a little game called Call of Duty, or more specifically, Call of Duty's multiplayer, massive battle royale, free-to-play extravaganza, Warzone. Now, if you haven't been following this particular story, over the weekend, a story broke That Activision was apparently suing, engaged in a lawsuit with, or otherwise causing trouble for a cheat salesperson or sales company with respect to their Call of Duty Warzone property. Or as PC Gamer reported on it, Cheat seller ceases Call of Duty hacks following Activision lawsuit. Activision has filed suit against a cheat and hack program developer, forcing the company in question to disable their hacks for Call of Duty related products. The cheats in question were used in both Warzone and Modern Warfare. Hackmaker CX Cheats posted a statement to their Discord server, later taken down along with the whole server regarding the lawsuit. We'll go check on their actual comments as shown on this Discord server. This is from a Reddit post from, I believe, dash r, COD Warzone. They say, as some of you may know, Activision Publishing Inc. has filed a lawsuit against CXCheats.net And has made it clear to us that our services violate their terms of use we're going to talk about that in just a second for the record i did look around for the language of this lawsuit the actual complaint that was filed by activision and i couldn't find it doesn't mean that it isn't out there also doesn't mean that it's not an arbitration or some other form of litigation adjacent legal action when folks that aren't necessarily lawyers just refer to all of those as lawsuits as you might otherwise do because you have the same kind of legal penalties or potential damages in any of those settings anyway. So my apologies there, but we can talk about what the baseline Activision claims would likely be. As a result of our lawsuit with Activision, we have agreed to cease development and support for all Call of Duty related products or services sold through the site. Now, one thing that's interesting in that sentence is this we have agreed kind of concept. That isn't something that you do in advance, in the middle of a pending litigation, if you are fighting for the merits of your claim. Now, as we will see when we look at the terms of use and some of the other legal language here in the United States, they don't have a great claim for selling hacks into a video game product made by another. But even if you did have some kind of claim, you wouldn't just agree to stop distributing it or otherwise do something else in advance of finishing up the litigation. So this actually winds up sounding to me like something that's a little bit closer to a settlement, something a little bit closer to a... Activision says, shut down, give away all this stuff, potentially pay us a certain amount of money that you've made in profits, go away, and we won't bring you know, criminal charges. We won't seek the Department of Justice's help on this kind of thing. These products will not be returning to CX Cheats in any form. You also should be aware... That using third party tools in Call of Duty may result in the suspension or banning of your account by Activision Publishing Inc. or the game's developers. We apologize for any pain we've caused to players of Call of Duty. Now, that last part there, the warning to the other people that might otherwise be using their cheats or anyone else using any other cheats, again sounds like the kind of thing that if I were a lawyer on Activision's side, I would have said has to be a part of the notification of the termination of your services, right? That you have to go tell people that this is a bad thing. You have to put that as part of your description of events. And so it doesn't sound to me like this is coming directly from them, but is in fact part of some kind of settlement and release agreement, some kind of payment agreement at the tail end of a litigation or other kind of dispute. But what I wanted to talk to you about today is how Activision is using its terms of use, using the law in a way that is beneficial for the players that enjoy Warzone. We spend a lot of time in this space talking about the many and varied ways in which licenses software licenses in particular can be seen by some as a negative restraint on what they would otherwise want to do with the product that they have purchased we have talked a lot in this space about that including in this video that i've highlighted here where we talk about streaming especially streaming before a game is released if you get an early copy of a physical edition of one of these games and whether or not that's in violation of the terms of use that you have to agree to as part of using the software that they provide. Final Fantasy VII was very hard on people that tried to stream Final Fantasy VII Remake before its official physical release date. As we can see in what Activision has done in their terms of use, and I pulled up what they are currently showing on their legal website, Terms of Use. This is updated as of January 2017, so it's a bit of a surprise if it hasn't been updated since then. Not a complete one, but there might be a more fulsome newer version of this document but it will say much the same thing and that is as we've talked about in virtual legality that what you are buying when you purchase a game or especially when you're talking about a free-to-play service like warzone is not anything that you own from a copyright standpoint but is instead a license to use that software in the way that the copyright holder permits you to use it or as activision says here Activision grants you a personal, limited, non-exclusive license to use the product for your non-commercial use. Now, some of you might say, non-commercial use, what about streaming it? What about making a video about it and putting it up on YouTube where you then sell Domino's or Joe Biden or Donald Trump ads on it? Yeah, that's kind of quasi-commercial, and a lot of these companies will actually have provisions in their terms of use that basically say, yeah, non-commercial use, except if it's ancillary, if it's incidental, if you're selling ads or you're getting subscriptions on Twitch or something, we, we basically like that. That's how we sell our games, so that is allowed. Activision doesn't necessarily take those same steps in as fulsome a fashion, at least in this document, but as we've talked about in Virtual Legality, it's probably okay under the largesse of the company but don't necessarily get into their bad sites because they could probably terminate you for copyright infringement. Then we get to the license rights granted to you being restricted. Right? You get this baseline right to play the game and then Activision restricts you. They say the license rights granted to you herein are also subject to the limitations set forth below. Any use of the product in violation of these limitations is a material breach of the agreement, subjects you to immediate revocation of your license, you can't play the game anymore and will be regarded as an infringement of Activision's copyrights and other rights in and to the product. Now, that's important, right? We've talked about copyright in the past, but what a license does is give you permission to use their rights in a specific way. And if you go outside the lines of the license that they have granted to you, it is a form of copyright infringement. And so they actually put that in black and white in their terms of use document. Now, what is prohibited? There's a bunch of stuff. But what we are most concerned with right now is number one, Use, develop, host, or distribute cheats, automation software, bots, modded lobbies, hacks, mods, or any other unauthorized third-party software in connection with the product or engage in any form of cheating, boosting, or booting, which... Is not great legal drafting because a lot of those terms aren't going to mean anything to a judge or a third party that would otherwise be looking at this document, but the very first part of this makes obvious what Activision is trying to get at. Hey, we sell games, and if you use, develop, host, or distribute things that cheat our games, that break the game that we have created, then that's going to be a violation of the license that you have with us. And in this particular case, when they're suing a cheat company, they say that's a violation of our license. And we can do these various things, including sue you for copyright infringement. That'd be a part of the claim that Activision makes to say, hey, when you exit our license, you are now infringing on the copyrights that we have. I also wanted to point out in this terms of use document while we were here that disputes under this terms of use document are supposed to be subject to binding arbitration under the Activision contract itself. So when we talk about things like lawsuits as this particular cheat service brings up, it may or may not be a lawsuit. It may be an arbitration. Either way, I can't find the document and ultimately it doesn't matter to the discussion that we are having. now. They also have additional rules that they call things like their security and enforcement policy that help backstop the overall terms of use document. Now, this might not specifically be legally operative unless it is incorporated by reference in the terms of service or terms of use that you otherwise click through to get to one of these things, but they are generally the way that Activision is going to interpret that bit of legal language that we just talked about. And they say any user who utilizes unauthorized third-party software to gain an unfair advantage, manipulate stats, and or manipulate game data is subject to penalty. Unauthorized third-party software includes, but is not limited to, aimbots, wall hacks, trainers, stats hacks, texture hacks, leaderboard hacks, injectors, or any other software used to deliberately modify game data on disk or in memory. And the first offense, user will be permanently suspended from playing the game online, will have everything reset, and will be blocked from joining the leaderboards we'll also report you to battle.net or to the console manufacturer if you are modifying the hardware now, i'm not sure exactly what the console manufacturer will do to you in those specific instances but activision promises to report you to sony if you otherwise modify your playstation 4 to do this kind of thing and now what's important about this whole discussion is this kind of copyright concept that Activision is the holder of the copyright, that they have the exclusive right to do things like prepare derivative works, which a hack that interacts with their game absolutely is. They have the exclusive right to distribute copies the way they want to, to perform them publicly the way they want them performed, to display them, to reproduce them. And so they can put these kinds of contours on their license, and that's legal. Now, we've talked about the problems that that creates for many people in various ways about how you don't own the software and things can be updated. We might well do a video this week about how Bungie is taking the very, very, very significant step of eliminating major portions of Destiny 2 that people have, quote unquote, purchased for a long period of time, taking them away in order to replace them with what appears to be less content that Bungie can control better so that they can control their costs better and make more profits but that I think a number of people are going to be upset about when that quote unquote vaulting actually goes down. There are issues with licenses that people have that are legitimate, but there are also good things about licenses. And that is because of these licenses, because of what the Copyright Act allows a company like Activision to do, they can actually take steps against the folks that are otherwise seeking to break this thing that people otherwise appear to be enjoying. You see here back in April and May, There was all of this kind of consternation about cheaters in this particular game, Warzone. Arguably one of the hottest topics since Warzone's release, especially given the crossplay capabilities of modern warfare, Raven's creative director states that while entirely preventing cheating is not a realistic expectation, there are no plans to back down from the fight against cheaters. We've been updating our banning procedure. We've launched a reporting system. We are actually giving players feedback when the person they've reported has been banned. It's one of those things we are taking seriously. We're seeing a side effect on crossplay. When you do crossplay, a lot of the cheating happens on PC. It's a lot more visible because now it's affecting Xbox and PS4 players, so the community is seeing a lot more. To tell you we're going to fix the cheating and no one is going to cheat is not realistic, right? People are always fighting this fight. They're always finding backdoors, and Activision realizes that. That's a good answer, but we are making updates and security fixes with some new encryption. Now, this was back in May. Now come August, This problem is still happening. Warzone players remain frustrated by cheaters, even after Infinity Ward asked everyone to please stop cheating. I have no idea why that didn't work better. Infinity Ward worked to address Call of Duty Warzone cheating problem earlier this year with a big bandwave wave and new reporting features, but many players don't think it's doing enough. I have 12,000 games played a Fortnite across three years. I've died to cheaters three times. I've played Warzone for four hours today and I've died to cheaters six times. You have all of this reporting. You have all of this problem that Activision is trying to address as of 20 days ago. And then we lead to these stories that we are seeing over this weekend with Activision actually taking these steps. And I think we can all agree that Activision is well within its rights to do so, that if anybody enjoys a game like Warzone or any other multiplayer game, there is a vested interest in the company as well as in the other players to maintain something like an even playing field, right? That I think we can all acknowledge that while licenses and software problems in the language can create issues for various kinds of video game enjoyment, one of the things that they can help allow is a multiplayer video game where at least somebody somewhere, the publisher, the developer, the security company they hire, has the power to punish people that aren't playing the game the right way. And if you didn't have those licenses, if you were just buying them outright, these games, then people could do whatever they want. And it would be very difficult to maintain an even playing field or any kind of multiplayer experience because for whatever reason, and please leave comments in my videos to what the reasoning is for this. I have no idea. People like to cheat on things that are basically valueless, that they like to go into these games and make trouble for you, that they like to have these hacks and bots and things just because they can. And yeah, maybe somebody somewhere can make some money on Twitch doing certain things as long as they hide what they are doing. And we see that that happens enough that people on Twitch get suspended for actually running those cheating programs that it's probably not a great idea either way. But why they are doing this is not something that I fully understand, but it certainly is something that takes away from the enjoyment of the game. Warzone players remain frustrated. So those players have a vested interest. Activision has a vested interest. And thankfully, the Copyright Act, which I know a number of you come into my comments and say needs to be completely repealed and all intellectual property that is immediately created just needs to be owned by everybody. The Copyright Act actually allows a business model like multiplayer gaming to exist. Because without being able to put these limitations on, without being able to enforce them, we wouldn't be able to even have anybody fighting these kinds of cheating mechanics. And yeah, sometimes that results in a lawsuit or an arbitration or some other dispute resolution process. And sometimes that results in fairly mealy-mouthed apologies from a cheat company that knew darn well what it was doing. I love the passive voice of, uh, Activision has made it clear to us that our services violate their terms of use. Yeah, of course they do. Of course, cheating violates the terms of how they want you to use their software because it's designed to be this even playing field. Now, some of you might also be saying, well, okay, their terms of use are violated, but CX Cheats is a third-party platform. What if they were just the most brilliant coders in the history of the world, and they could actually code hacks into something like Warzone or any other multiplayer game without actually having a copy of that game, without actually having entered into a license with Activision, the terms of use, as you know, if you've been in virtual legality for a while, this is a signed contract between the person that purchased the product or the license to the product and the company itself. If you never did that, you didn't otherwise enter into this, you don't have these restrictions necessarily placed upon you. Then what is the actual mechanism that Activision can use to go against a company like this? And the answer to that is in the DMCA, not the DMCA provisions that we have talked about in virtual legality so often, not those provisions about YouTube strikes and dealing with copyright infringement and all of that. No, the DMCA also has a section called Section 1201 that is called the Circumvention of Copyright Protection Systems. So in this world— Activision has a copyright in the Warzone product, as well as the Modern Warfare product. And they have placed into those games certain mechanisms to prevent people from messing with their copyrighted material. And this law says no person shall circumvent a technological measure that effectively controls access to a work protected under this title. Now that's legalese, right? But we can go down, we can look at the definitions, and we can see that the actual definitions here are circumvent protection afforded by a technological measure means avoiding bypassing removing deactivating or otherwise impairing a technological measure you know something like an anti-cheat piece of software something like activision pinging and making sure that everything matches up avoiding that bypassing that removing it otherwise affecting it is circumvention of that protection and it effectively protects the copyright owner under this title if the measure in the ordinary course of its operation prevents, restricts, or otherwise limits the exercise of a right of a copyright owner under this title. So when you are talking about this, what you've got is a situation where Activision has tried because it's its business model, because Warzone exists on some premise to have an even playing field of some kind. And that business model requires them to have a security feature that protects access to the underlying copyrighted work. And when somebody goes and they make a hack, they circumvent that technological measure. In fairness, this actual section is talking about using that bot, right? So yes, if you were watching this and you didn't know it already, technically speaking, just by using a hack in a copyrighted work like a war zone or anything else like that, you're violating this. And as we will see, there are potentially big penalties for that violation. The real politic of the situation is that mostly Publishers and developers and video game companies aren't going to go after the individual users, not only because it doesn't make for great press, but also because it's unlikely that they're going to get you know, recompense damages. They might make an example out of one or two of them, especially if they are big, big on Twitch or Facebook gaming or YouTube gaming or wherever. But just using it is a violation of this law. But more specifically for this discussion, the actual creation of it is a violation of this law. No person shall manufacture, import, offer to the public, provide, or otherwise traffic in any technology, product, service, device, component, or part thereof that is primarily designed or produced for the purpose of doing all that stuff we said was illegal, circumventing a technological measure that effectively controls access to a work protected under this title. You'd think they could have come up with a definition, something like cheat to put in this law, but all of that language means cheat. No person shall manufacture a bot that does all this stuff or market one no person shall manufacture or part thereof that is marketed by that person or another acting in concert with that person with that person's knowledge for use in acting as a cheat or bot let's say you had created something that was relatively benign right? That Activision uses some piece of open source somewhere in their coding. And you were working on open source separately and said, oh, you know, actually I've got a backdoor skeleton key that can unlock any application that this is embedded within. And you just knew that. And then somebody said, hey, I like that. Let me sell it as a cheat for Warzone. See, gets you. Even though you didn't create it to kill Warzone, if you knew about somebody that was marketing it to kill Warzone, you were making some money off it, they still got you in violation Of this law. So 1201 comes in and says, all right, forget terms of use. We actually have a statute. We actually have a bit of law that says you can't do these various things. And what are the penalties? Well, if you wind up on the wrong side of the government, if they wind up bringing criminal penalties against you, you got huge ones. Any person who violates 1201 willfully and for purposes of commercial advantage or private financial gain shall be fined not more than a half million or imprisoned for not more than five years for the first events and then that goes up to a million in 10 years for any subsequent offense. Now that's the government and that's criminal penalties that's likely to be used on really significant negative actors. We don't see that in the video game space very much. This is primarily designed for what the government might consider important software rather than the Fortnites and the war zones of the world. No, instead we find ourselves in general in section 1203, the civil remedies provision That says any person injured by a violation of section 1201 and 1202 we're skipping that one because that one's about copyright management doesn't actually matter for what we're talking about right here may bring a civil action in an appropriate united states district court for such violation civil action meaning that the company can sue the other company that activision can sue the cheating company or bring arbitration or what have you under a violation of 1201 right and the award for damages for that is actual damages plus the profits that the cheating company makes, or if that isn't enough, they can instead select statutory damages. So you've got that damages, the actual damages that you can show that you can prove to the court, plus the profits that the company makes on the back of your product. Or if you don't think that you can prove that, if it's just too inchoate, it's too difficult to show to the court, you can instead elect to recover a statutory damage award of not less than $200 per act and not more than $2,500, for each act of circumvention, device, product, component, offer, or performance of service. So if a company like this were massively successful and it sold you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of this particular product, then even at the lower level, if Activision can go get $200 per sale, that's enough to absolutely cripple a company. And when you have these kinds of things in 1201, When you have the potential for criminal offenses and penalties, hey, I could just report you to whatever, the Department of Justice, my local law enforcement, and see if they want to bring a claim against you. When you have 1201, when you have your terms of use, when you have all of these limitations, then it's easy for Activision to say to a cheat company like this, yes, here's a cease and desist letter. Yes, maybe here's an arbitration claim. Yes, maybe here's a lawsuit. But if you do not listen to us, we will win. We have the lawyers to make sure that we win. And when we do win, we can own you from a financial perspective forever and ever and ever. So let's come up with a solution that doesn't result in that. Because Activision knows, frankly, you're very unlikely to be good for it. What we want is cheats outside the system. What we want is to be able to hang a cheating company body outside the door to let the other cheating companies know that Activision is serious about pursuing these claims. And the 1201 section and their terms of use allow them to do it so look the reason i made this video is because we have talked so much about the problems with licenses the problems with software language heck we could do a video about the problems with this about the problems with preventing people from circumventing technological measures in a way that might help them to better own and control the property the hardware that they've otherwise purchased heck we could probably bring it up in the entire epic apple saga But what I wanted to talk about is that while we speak on the negative issues of all these things, they do exist for a reason. And if you like multiplayer games at all, if you do become frustrated by cheaters, and maybe Activision isn't doing a good job of this right now, but at least they have the tool set to potentially do a good job in the future, then you should, in general, be in favor of at least a portion of these laws the right to control copyright, the right to restrict people from doing things that hurt that copyright, that hurt the ability to actually play the game, and to hopefully help limit the frustrations of the people that aren't getting that level playing field that I think when we play multiplayer games, we all want. That has been Virtual Legality for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this, please like, subscribe, share this with everybody who might be interested. We have obviously been spending a lot of our time covering the massive, massive antitrust lawsuits between Epic and Apple and Epic and Google. So please do check out that video series. I believe it's 13 strong now called Epic Versus Everyone. Otherwise, we are constantly talking about the business and law of video games, movies, music, pop culture in general, the things that you're already reading about and hopefully, hopefully offering a little bit of insight and a little bit more understanding as to why you are seeing the news items you are seeing play out in the way that you are seeing them. If you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality.